turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 22, Genesis 22. Just turn to Genesis 22. We look at verse 4, then to verse 5. Now, this is when Isaac was to be sacrificed. Is that okay? When Abraham was going to Isaac to be sacrificed, and then they begin to walk. The Bible said they walked for two days. And on the third day, the Bible says, Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw afar off the mountain where the sacrifice was going to take place. Genesis 22, 4 5. Is that okay? But there is something I want you to pick from that passage. But remember, they've been walking for two days. But on the third day, he saw. That's the whole lot of message there. But we're not going to deal with that because I have this morning. It's something a little bit different. Or close to that. But get this picture right. What struck me in that passage is this. He told the servants, we look at verse 5, he said, He now spoke to the young man who is supposed to be seven to stay behind with the donkeys. That he alone and his son would go over there to worship. My friend, listen to me. There's a dimension that some people cannot assess. Is that okay? There is a place in God where some people, privileged people, can access for now. The third day dimension is not open to everybody. So when men speak from the third day realm, it's confusing to the people outside the courts. See? And that's why it is doing that. When Jesus wanted to pray, he took all the people, left somebody, asked them to the garden took some to the middle court, and then Peter, James, and John, right very close, but he went in himself. What he saw, the three people didn't see Peter, James, and John, what the three people saw, doors at the very entrance of the garden, could not see, but they were all disciples of Jesus. So when a man is speaking from that realm, those on the outer court will get confused. Are you listening? I tell you, there's a third day realm that only those God is calling to that dimension of what she can access for now. He said, The young man, you stay with the donkey. The servant ride the donkey. Hallelujah. Remember, when Jesus was entering and said, He went on the donkey, but he didn't enter donkey with glory. Oh, come on, that's something else, man. Are you getting that? Come on, am I talking to somebody? He didn't ride on the donkey to glory, did he? No. But when he wanted to die, he rode on the donkey. Okay, we have a lot of donkey ministry for them. God will help us. But what really struck me is that you stay here, we're going over there. And he saw that on the third day. That means until the third day, they were all walking together. But when they back into the third day, they have to stay behind. They are not yet fit or qualified to assess the third day. It's the realm of true worship and it's meant for the Father and the Son. Hallelujah. Are you getting this? It's interesting. You can do that. Just give you some keys. And God will help you to see more things. It's a realm for other songs. You know, that's what we're dealing with. This is my brother. Let me put you there so that you can see what I'm talking about. So when you come into this dimension, you see things that your brothers can see. And that will begin to make you see that you're already assessing the realm of sonship. Because God is one speaking to you as a son. You are coming to the place of true worship. In the most holy place. Is that okay? 
You are beginning to see things which your brothers cannot see. We all can do the sacrifice on the outside. Like that praying and telling the truth, worship is right inside. Hmm? Are you getting that? Hallelujah. Okay, now let's, let's just look at it. Matthew 16 again. Let's start from there this morning. And I'm actually sharing with you on Christ our life. Christ our life. It's all connected to the angel glory. It's all connected to the public glory. Where will our life appear? Let's look at it. Are you there in Matthew 16? You read that last week? 16? Let's look at 28 again in chapter 17. Remember the transfiguration. Verily I say unto you, there be some standing here who shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Okay? We we'll tried to explain that last week as well. Now verse 17. And in chapter 17, verse 1. And after six days, Jesus taken Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringing them up into a high mountain apart. One thing again I want you to understand is this. It was Jesus that brought them. They didn't just go. Hallelujah. Now, that is like our brother was trying to say, that is a privilege. Hmm? In the, in the garden, three people went in. On the mountain, they sent three people. They didn't choose to go. Jesus brought them up. Now, when it begins to bring you up, you begin to see what others can't see. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Revelation, is it Revelation 14? Or Revelation for whatever? You remember? God had to speak the same thing to John. Come up here that I may show you. It is on the basis of the invitation and you've been taken up there, you can see. And so Jesus will say, to you it is given, to them it is not given to you. Why he does that is left for him. But for you who has come to know is the responsibility. Glory to God. Are you there? Okay. So, after six days, Jesus took them, Peter, James, and John, brothers, and bringing them up on the high mountain apart. I was transfigured. And you know that what transfigured means metamorphosis. You remember that? Well, how many of you guys remember? It means to transform the right of figuratively. Uh, you know, it's like talking about the power forces, you know. It means to change, to transfigure, to transform. Before them. Wow. I want you to know the word. He transfigured before them. That means they saw the transfiguration. Please mind it because they keep the word I'm about to share. Mm. He brought them up. He didn't bring them up for anything. He brought them up so that they can see the transfiguration. Hallelujah. Transfigured before them. Not before everybody. Before them. So that these three guys could see a new realm of existence, a new realm of life. It was a privilege. And this thing took place on a mountain, not on the valley side. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, see what is going on to the mountain. The remaining people were down below the valley. And you know what happened? But because they were down below the valley, they asked Aaron to give them a golden calf. But they were all believers from Egypt. Mm-hmm. Can you still get what I'm talking about? But there was a Joshua going with Moses to see some things. 
It did not partake of the golden cup. I'm not saying we are all Lord Christians, we are all Christians. Then. But some of us could be at the valley, then. at the base of the mountain. But to see things of the third day, you got to come up the mountain. Is that okay? He transfigured before them on the mountain. You know, we hear people say, well, I want to go to the mountain. Have you had that? I don't know why they see when they get to the mountain. Because if you go to the mountain, you will see transfiguration. Moses went there was transfigured when he came out. He said, shun. Jesus went there, he said, shun. You know, when they go to the mountain, what do you see? See demons? See people killing you? No, that's not what you are supposed to see up the mountain. He simply so you went, he didn't take you. Come on, hear me now. You went, he didn't take you. Because if he take you, he will show you things. See that? You know, he simply told Moses, come up, let me. He went up, Moses went up, God called him. When he called his name, he showed them. So when you go, you don't see. God will help us. And he said, He shone as the sun, and his remnant was white as, uh, as the light. They saw something which they can describe. They saw something which is tangible. They saw something which give them a hope. They saw something that created a desire in their heart that would make them to forsake whatever they were doing. And they said, We can't go out of this place anymore. Let us get three tabernacles here. It was because of what they saw. So the desire to persist. The desire to press on is what you see. Hmm? Do you think it was crazy for Moses to broke the law? He broke, he was the first to broke the law. Don't you know that? He called you just broke the whole thing. The thing that God wrote it, he broke it by He was the first man to broke the law. You think he was crazy to do that? It was because of what he saw. Is that okay? Hallelujah. Moses broke the law, I wrote it again. Glory <laughs> to God. But you know why I have to break the first law? Because that was actually the first commandment. So that I can write another one with the new commandment. There's so much in there, man. We can't go into that. <laughs> there is nothing accidental in the dealings of God. Come on, help me here. Are you hearing this? He ordains all things. So he broke it. So that he can write another one. So you have to be no covenant. Huh? Without the first one broken, you have no covenant. <laughs> Hallelujah. Abraham will have Ishmael so that they can be an ethic. Huh? Because Ishmael is his guy, which is my sign now. That's what the Bible said. Am I correct? Yes, sir. So without this man, no man sign up. No Hagar, no man sign up. Hey, hey, that's serious. Help us, man. Are you getting what I'm talking about? It's serious. This is God for you. The ways of God, the Bible says they are past finding out. Understanding of these things can come to you when you begin to assess the third day, like Abraham and Isaac did. It's meant for sons and fathers. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah, now, Matthew 16, verse 16. Look from verse 14. You know, there was something that came up there and there. Excuse me. 
When the people came and said, Who do mercy that I am? Jesus said, Who do mercy that I am? Remember that? Come on. You know the you know the people of here. I don't need to repeat that. But verse 67, which is important around this morning. You know what Peter said? And Peter answered and said, Thou art what? The Christ, the Son of the living God. Now I want you to understand, or I want you to mark the word, the Son of the living God. Like I told you last week, that's the wheels. Not the techno, not the nephews. Hmm? Hello? I'll show you the nephews this morning. There are three dimensions of, of, of sonship, if you will. The nephews are those who can talk. The technos are those who are already, whatever it is, but they can hold authority. Then the wheels are those who can take responsibility. Is that okay? And when God said that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, he said, You are the one that God has given the kingship. Because that word wheels there, I told you, also means king or kingship. Son, kingship. You are the one that will have the kingship. Is that okay? That's what Peter said. And I told you it's by revelation. Glory to God. But look at it again. That as Christ was the Son. That means Christ is. Come on, talk with me. Christ is. Well, I want you to carry that because it's important. Christ is the Son. Huh? Not Jesus. Christ is the Son. Because if Jesus will crucify, the Lord have been both Lord and Christ. Hmm? Hallelujah. Now turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians 5. Let's look at 18 to 19. That Christ the Son. Christ is the Son of the living God. Are we there first got 2 Corinthians 5? 18 to 19. And all things are of God. We can't talk so much on that now because some of us have seen God of heaven. But the Bible says all things, not some. All things are of God. <laughs> Who are they on that exalted and saved by Jesus Christ and are given to us the means of reconciliation? So with that, listen closely, God was in, in what? Now I want you to carry that because there is a little... I'm not calling mathematics what they're about to do now, some calculation. That of Christ, the Son of the Living God. Hmm? Now, so we that God was in. So God was in who? Who is Christ? So God was in the Son. Are you seeing for ladies? Fine. God was in the Son. You can just substitute that if you will. God was in the Son, reconciling the world unto who? Unto himself. God was in the Son. Christ is the Son. Now, God was in Christ. God was in the Son, reconciling the world unto himself. Does that sink it? Come on, did you pick it? Fine. Christ is the Son, and God was in the Son. So, you can see when Jesus, the Christ, was walking on the face of the earth, it was God in him that was doing whatever thing he did. And so, in the true sense, Jesus did no miracle, but God did the miracle in Jesus. Of course, he will tell you, I can do nothing except what I've seen the Father do. Where was the Father? 
The Father was in him. James 14. He told Philip that. Believe in the Lord that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or I believe the works that I do. For it is not I that dwell the work, but the Father that dwelleth in me that dwell the works. God was in the Son. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just I just said I'm doing this so that I can give you the real foundation of what I'm about to share. I'm just laying foundation. Hmm? Now go on now. Go to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. You see, when you begin to see some of these things, you cannot begin to appreciate what redemption is all about, what working with the Lord is all about, what all of these things that you call ministry is all about. You begin to appreciate it. Glory to God. Are you there with me? Galatians 4, are you there? Now I say that the heir, as long as it's a child, is it there? Differ nothing from a servant, though he be a lord of all. Now get the word, the word child there is the pious. That's what I was trying to tell you. The word child there is the pious. And the pious actually means an infant, a minor, hmm? a simple minded person, an immature Christian, a babe. Wow. Did you get this? Babes, Nepios, we are more Nepios in God's house than even techno or not to go wheels. Amen? Then you say, okay, for the baby out there, that little child can talk as a Nepios. Hmm? Come on, can you see that child there? Yeah, that's a Nepios. That child can't talk, he can't even walk, but he's a human being. He's got a name. He's got a father. He's got a mother. Hmm? By implication, as long as he's there, he's an heir to the father's property because he's a man. But he's in the pills. He can't talk. He can't walk. Let me think we have a lot of Christians who are in this room. Who can even talk? And I will show you what he are supposed to talk first. <laughs> because if the Pios is coming up to talk, we must understand what we first talk about. Who can tell me as a mother? Oh, come on. Don't you know what they speak first? They can either say mama or papa. Don't you know that? You're looking at me. It's like I'm not parents. <laughs> And the first thing, the first language of an appeals is the mother or the father. <laughs> Am I correct here? <laughs> that means they are coming to the place of identity. They are beginning to discover their roots. See what I'm saying? So the first part of an appeals is to discover what? His roots. To know that you are here. He's going to school and say, what's your father's name? That's the first question. Am I correct, somebody? Register in the school, so... Wait, teacher. What do you ask people? What's your father's name? Okay. Hallelujah. And then the next thing, what's your father's name? Am I correct? That's the beginning for any appeals. Who? Even if they can't pronounce anything correct, they can pronounce papa or mama. Am I talking? 
Let me start from that level. Do you know who your father is? No, that's a problem. I say, Christian, you don't know. That's why you're always seeking assistance from other people. You don't even know the name of your father. The realm of Lepios, man. You can talk. Some of you will talk. Your dumb nature be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you will say the right thing. Not just talking. Hmm? Not just talking. Even if you are going to be speaking in tongues with an understanding. Chris will say, when he starts speaking, la 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 la, and they don't stop. Wait, 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 and they don't stop. The same thing. Serious. There is nothing like that. It has to be real because you are talking. Can I? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. So I say, as long as a child is in the pills, it differs not from what? It's Sabbath. It's Sabbath does not inherit anything. When the duties are finished, it goes out of the house. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Look at verse number two. But it's under two thoughts and governors until the time appointed of the Father. That means the Father allows certain things. Come on now. Hear this. I want to believe that God will bring you out of being in the pure perpetually to becoming a techno and then coming to the place of the weird toes here. You must progress. Say there is a time appointed. That means, my friend, don't overstay your time. Be the child all the days of your life as a Christian. Now, <laughs> there are times, there are seasons in God's dealings. And you must begin to appropriate and appreciate this thing so that you can move in the seasons and the times of God. To live for rental, another level. You see, Paul will say, when I was a child, when I was in the pills, hmm? I speak like a child. I talk like a child. I walk like a child. I feel like a child. I relate like a child. I said, but when I become a child, I feel the way is still. Why do you want to die in the pure for the days of your life? And because you carry him on. Is it the book that was giving you life? Yes or no? Because, like I told you, on Wednesday, the early Christian had no book other than the Old Testament. Am I correct? But here they said according to the scriptures. Which scripture were they quoting? The Old Testament. Hmm? The life has to come in the spirit. It has to be seen. This thing is like a mirror. Just showing you who you are, your relationship with the Father that created you. Praise the Lord. What even pains me so much is that this will be easy. Now, if I continue to look at that, I don't know. You see, the child is sleeping, he's looking at the mother's face. Even though the child is sleeping, he's still seeing the mother's face. Some of you don't even know your mother. But yet you have been looking at your mother all this while. You don't even know who your mother is. Who is your mother? You don't know. Jerusalem is above his mother. <laughs> and that means, if you must speak the first language, you've got to speak the language of Jerusalem, which is your mother. And so people call it mother's tongue. Am I still communicating? We don't believe speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, so let's move on now. Even so, we, when we were children, when we were in the pills, 
are in bondage under the element of this world. That is one of the descriptions of a Nepios is when the things of this world are ruling you, it surely shows that you are Nepios. Besides that, it speaks of when you walk under laws. Here the laws were allowed to guide us onto the place of what? Maturity. Hallelujah. Tell me this few days I want to be teaching and just preaching. Amen? Are you sitting with me? Okay, let's get into verse 5. To redeem them that were under the law. Verse 4. So, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent for his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Is that okay? To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive what? The adoption of sons. The adoption of sons. Not the adoption of children. The adoption of sons. That word sons there is who your kings know. Hmm? Hallelujah. And means the blessing of a son. That is adoption figuratively. A Christian sonship in respect to God. Adoption, children, okay. We are this yeah. Let me explain something to you. In the Greek and even the Roman culture, when when a father adopts a child, that child loses all identity of his former parents. Is that okay? Now, what Paul is trying to say here is this. You have been believers. Remember, you have been believers. You've been working under the law. You've been working as Jewish Christians because you're trying to tell your wife, go back to the elements of this world. Is that okay? Now, so when you were adopted, when Christ came, you changed your identity. You changed everything about you. The law, as it were, was not supposed to be guiding you anymore. Is that okay? But... In relation to what I'm sharing with you, adoption is not just a matter of transferring parents, as it were. It has to do with you coming to the place of ultimate and total responsibility. Listen to this closely. In the Jewish setting, adoption means this guy is mature enough to inherit my property and to manage my estate. So I bring him out to the public and let them know as from today, he is my son. Now let me tell you this. If you think adoption is the way we see it from the Greek perspective, the Roman perspective, why would God say, this is my beloved son in whom I well pleased? Was he missing his identity? Was somebody dragging him with him? I'm talking. Hmm? Was there a contention as to who the father of Jesus was? <laughs> so how would how would God come and begin to announce this is my beloved son? That was the adoption of Jesus. He was trying to tell the world from today responsibility has been laid upon his children. That is the Hebrew contents or the Jewish contents of what? Of adoption. When you adopt a son, you are placing him in the place of responsibility and making a declaration that people should obey him. He can sign your signature and clear your checks for you. Hallelujah. Are you listening to it? Now the Bible says we are coming to the place of adoption, as it were. The we are this here, where God Himself made the proclamation that we can sign checks. On his behalf. We can manage his estate. 
Now we're becoming air. Because remember, it's becoming airship. Is that okay? Are you listening to me? We are no longer dumb people. We are no longer something that pills. We can talk. Now we can talk. Now let's see, let's see what he said. Hallelujah. Look at verse 6. And because ye are now sons, the wheels, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart. Do what? And you get the picture now. Wherefore that are no more silent, but what? A son. And if a son then heir, heir of God through who? That's what I want to show. So, as in the POC, you don't have any right to inheritance. You can't even call Abba Father. But now you go to a place where you can talk, my friend, may your tongues be loosed. Every dumbness in your life may be here. Now you identify with who your father is. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can continue to be in the POC all the days of your life. Being pampered, being carried. Huh? Huh. You, see, you see how Jesus put that? When he spoke in the book of Matthew about the tribulation, what did he say? He said, Woe unto them that are with death in those days. That's a congregation, for instance, that the full of the pills have more trouble. When difficulty comes, they are bound to go into trouble, they are bound to scatter. We can continue to roll with you. How many of you understand that when war comes, so that parents die because they want to think about the children? One to them, what we bear in those days when tribulation comes upon the peace of the earth. So if the congregation continuously on the realm of babyhood, sorry, there will go more trouble. No more backsliders, no more people who forsake the Lord because they are all in the realm of their peace. They don't even know who their father is. They don't know their home. They don't know their identity. They don't know who their father is. They can't even cry out of father. When they say that because somebody has taught them. But no, no, no. When we come to the reality of things, it's not something somebody teaches you. It's just a child growing up and begin to call Papa. Am I talking? How many, how many people call their kid and say, Papa, Papa, Papa. Do you do, do, do that? It is just natural. And the spirit of sonship. The thing that relates naturally, not somebody teaching you. Uh, you see, he has given us the spirit of his son. Then I will cry, Abba Father. So in the spirit, he knows that he's crying and relating to the one that gave it to us by way of adoption. You don't teach people to call their father. But that's what was right in the church. Of course, that's a donkey realm as well. Just in case you don't know, what was Saul looking for? A donkey. Huh? What was he looking for? A donkey. That's Pentecost. If you don't know. Donkey speaks of Pentecost. So Saul was a Pentecost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, I'm not talking to somebody. <laughs> I just pray, I don't confuse you. Okay. Get on to Colossians. Serious business now. Colossians. Colossians 3. Mm. Thou hast Christ the Son of the living God. So Christ is the Son. And God was in the Son reconciling the world unto himself. And we are no longer in the peers. God is giving us the spirit of Weotesia. We are coming to the place of true sons. And the spirit of the Son within us is relating to our Father without somebody telling us who our God is. We know who our God is. 
Jesus said unto the Pharisees, He said, You are like whitewashed tombs, and men that walk over you don't know that this you are like graves that is full of dead men's bones, human ideas. <laughs> Suddenly, some people are buried in you because you think like them. Oh, help me. Bones speak of life. When Joseph was leaving Egypt, he said, You told him, Listen, when you get there, take my bones along with you. You can leave my bones in Egypt. There's a covenant. I have a life. I have a hope. I have a place. Take my bones with you. And Jesus, I say, You are the flesh of my flesh or the bones of my bones. And when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible said, None of his bones were broken. Because if his bones were broken, the church will be broken. Are you still following this? So this is, not, this is not your life. Your life is only this life. The reason why life is hidden in God with Christ. You can see it. And you can show it. That's where I'm coming from. Are you still that with me? Hallelujah. Now, he said, verse number four. When Christ. Oh, wow, wow. Listen, Pastor. Who is Christ? Now, look at the sentence or the statement. When Christ, who is what? With your real life. <laughs> Can you get that? <laughs> Listen, who are you supposed to be feeding? This one? <laughs> now you can see. Now the babyhood is still on this one. Is that what Get this. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, the one appear is to Pharaoh. It is to render apparent, to manifestly declare, to make manifest, to show forth. When our real life, which is our Christ, which is a Christ, which is the Son of God, by implication, when we are sons, appear. Hallelujah. Then shall ye also appear with him what? Oh, so this is what happened on the Mount of Transfiguration. The real life in Jesus appeared and the solid glory even in his clothing. Are you seeing that? But the point is that this life is hidden now. They can see it. So when they look at you, they what are you talking about? And then you see yourself from that perspective. No. I say no. Sorry, let me make this statement. It will sound far off, but bear with me. You know when the Bible says that the God of God does not sin, the God is seed of God is in you. It's not that you don't sin. The deceit in you can't sin. That's your real life. That's why I see Apostle Paul suffering all manner of things in Romans chapter 7. And he ended up saying, With my mind, I will serve the Lord. With my flesh, I will serve the Because he came to a place where he can't help himself. But the Bible says, That thing in you can't sin. Because it's born. It may sound far off. But you catch it later. Hallelujah. So when your real life shall appear, then shall you appear within the glory. What's glory? Don't sell. Glory as very apparent. It means dignity, it means honor. 
Amen. That which is glorious. Amen. Praise. Amen. Worship. Come to the place where even great shall we worship us. The Bible tells us that angels have to worship Jesus. Amen. Are you listening? <laughs> All creation have to. Hallelujah. Because a man in him is not just another thing but God himself ministering through the son. So it's not you they are worshiping. They are worshiping the God that precise him. That's why you can't take any glory to yourself in what my miracles you did. Huh? Hallelujah. Because it's not you. Is the opportunity of God revealing Himself through you. When He shall appear, then shall we appear with Him in glory. How many of you understand those who are doing mighty signs and wonder they are all being venerated all over the place? Am I talking? Are they not being worshipped? Are they not being honored? Now, is it they actually are being honored or the God in them? Now, the problem they have is they don't know if there's a God in them, they think it's themselves. That's how the Bible tells us that no man can get his honor unto himself. If only we can understand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now look at Galatians 2. Galatians 2, that's an interesting place as well. Or coming to where we already said last week. Galatians 2. So, what is our life? Anybody? Christ, Christ is our life. Who is Christ? The Son. So, your true life is your sonship. Hmm? Hallelujah. Galatians 2.20 I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. But what? Thou liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How would you say that? God may exist, but it's not me. It's living. It can be me. The Christ that liveth in me. By implication, Christ is expressing himself through me. Come on, we must come to this understanding. Your expression, who is he? Who is expressing himself through you? Who hmm? is he the son of God and Christ? Who is expressing himself? Though I live in the flesh, but it's no longer I that live it, but Christ that live it with life through me. Therefore, the life I live in the I live by the faith of. There's a faith of the Son of God, different from just having faith for miracles. Glory to God. Are you there? Now, turn again to 1 John 3. I hope I'm communicating. Yeah. I told you I'm not preaching, just talking. Reasoning from the scriptures. First John 3. Hallelujah. He said, Behold, from this one, or three, or from this one, that's okay. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the techno of God. Children. Yeah. No songs. Children. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because we know him not. Beloved, now are we the children of God and it does not yet appear. Look at that. The world appeared the same thing as God's family rule. What we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall 
see him. I don't want to deal with the last two acts, but it's interesting. We shall find a room. We shall be declared. Where he shall get? Where who shall appear? No, man. Give me a second. No, what's the relationship? Now we call the, he didn't say now we call the, 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 the sons of Christ. He said now we call the sons of God. So, the man that is clearly appearing is God. <laughs> so, check it from the verse 1. Is it correct? The, the, the discussion is that of a father and a son. Not son and Christ. Am I talking? Now are we the children of God? Now how does God appear? He appears through a person. Because God was in Christ. So when God shall appear, then shall we appear with Him in glory. Are you following this? Now, let me show you something. He said, we shall be like Him. For Mamaiso, means similar in appearance or character. Wow. Why are we having problems with our character? This is the fact. We are yet to appear like him. We shall be like him in appearance and what? Oh my Lord. You see why we are having problem? Hallelujah. Remember, there is a time set for all of these things. When the fullness of time was come, he sent forth. So when he shall appear, we shall appear with him, and we shall be like him. Now, how are we going to be like him? Look at the next thing. What did he say? For we shall do what? See. The word see is otanumai. It means to gaze. With wide eyes open as something remarkable. Is that not what happened on the Mount of Transfiguration? And that is what we are talking about. God showed them what is finally going to be. For we shall see him as he is. And what you see, you become. Hallelujah. So we shall be like him. Yeah, like in how? In character? In likeness? In appearance? What kind of appearance? Like on the matter of transfiguration. That was his appearance. Hallelujah. <laughs> Remember when we read the Bible, the Bible said, when Moses went up the mountain, they said God descended and he saw, you know, there was all manner of descriptions. Glorious appearance. Is that okay? Even in the book of Revelation, the Bible said, even his feet are the sapphire stone. That's an appearance of glory. He said, we shall be like him, both in character and in appearance. That means not his body. Because this is not his appearance. This is the appearance of our forefather Adam. Mm-hmm. This is Adam's appearance. But we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. We shall see him. As we see. Well, let me show you that scripture. Don't if I have it. Okay. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians 3. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 3. Look at that. How do we see him and become as he is? Second Corinthians 3. I see this interesting. 
for we shall see him. Utanumai, to gaze, we shall behold him. He said, brought them up and transfigured before them that they might see his glory. Are we there? 7 Corinthians 3, 17 to 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Freedom! But we all, with what? Open face. Beholding as what? In the glass. What is it? The glory of the Lord. I do what? Change metamorphosis. Into the same image. That is his likeness. From glory to glory. Even as by what? Did you get that? As we behold him. When he shows us who he is. And we begin to look at him, we are transformed into what? His likeness. So, when he shall appear, then shall we appear with him in glory. Now, where is he appearing from? He's not appearing from the outside. Because the one that he saw on the mountain was from where? From the inside. So, you don't need to look up to see any man. You got to look in or to see the real. Aha. Skip say, examine yourself whether Christ be in you. Except yet the word reprobate. When you look in to see who is there, the more you see him, the more you become like him. And as you're becoming like him, there's a place for a blowing for that creation will begin to see you. A transformed human being walking upon the face of the earth. For this is God's business. For the third big church, like I told you before. Can you remember that? We got a third big church. Because I always repeat that to everybody who cares to hear. The woman of Revelation to bring for the main child to rule the world. It was not the woman to rule for the main child. That was the God the church. And that is what Abraham saw. Hallelujah. How many of you understand that Abraham saw Christ in Isaac? Just like Jesus died willingly, even so Isaac died willingly. Because Isaac said, Oh God, you would have got all this stuff, so where is the sacrifice? He said, Well, don't worry. God shall provide, and God really provided sacrifice in Christ. Is that okay? And when it got to the place of sacrifice, the Bible tells me as he lied down without argument that he should be bound. It is a quiet time, my legs and my feet, sir. That was no question. That was the same submission that Jesus submitted. So you see, and now Abraham saw that. He knew by the spirit and by faith that his son Isaac is not going to die because he already have the conviction there is a resurrection for Jesus. You can't offer some sacrifice you know, to get a revelation of what God intends to do with his sacrifice. So when it was time Isaac, he knew Isaac would die. Hallelujah. You will understand he said by faith he went. What is faith? Walking in the realm of the supernatural, not believing through the senses. And that's a third day dimension that servants don't go into because they are riding on a donkey. Donkey don't go too fast. Man. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm talking to somebody here. How many of you are still riding on donkeys? Man, we are already entering on the third day and donkeys can't cross. They go to stay on the other side. The third day is for sons of all. God is calling us sons today and is bringing us a realm of what? They call the dimension of His spoken. And it is our life that's going to be manifested on this third dimension. 
Come on, I'm not telling somebody. There is something happening inside of you that you don't know. I want you to see it. Please. All this hope of running to heaven. No, 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 no. That is not what God has in mind. He taught the people, I people are going to literally walk up on the face of this earth with a new body, a new glory, a new dimension of manifestation that the whole world have never labeled witness. It is real. With the eyes of faith, we can see it. For faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. Not money. <laughs> there is something beyond what you call money. This is another elementary, and it's hidden. So Christ is the life in you. For your real life is hidden more than in Christ. It's not saying the good twin of our life is directly connected to what God intended to do. Because if God will not hide it, men will mess it up. I think so. Hallelujah. God revealed his life in the natural in the garden. People messed it up because it was a tree of life. They didn't re- they refused to touch the tree. They went for trouble of of good and evil. God had decided to hide it so that he showed it for it will come to surprise to those who will watch it. Glory to God. You watch all manner of film, man. But I want to tell you something that is really going to put a very big show coming up. We see him is coming back. Hallelujah. Now people don't go to cinema halls because they have TVs. Am I talking? DSTV, My TV, uh, all TVs are there, so you don't go to cinema, but real cinema is coming. Men shall leave their room and come out when they see three people on display. Cinema is coming back. Hmm? The time that people will pay money. How many of you understand someone is such I went to Peter and said, Come on, I get you some money, give me the same problem. And you pay to watch cinema. Am I correct? People are coming. God is going to reveal them. But this man I'm talking about is right inside you. That is the man you don't play with. You have to first believe that he's there. Your life is hidden. Your real life is not seen. It's not the natural thing. It's not what you can talk about. It's not even what you can describe. Even how old you are now, we don't know. How many of you understand? Some of you say you're already 50. I don't think you're up to 50 yet. You could still be in abuse. <laughs> as far as God is concerned, you don't have to talk yet. You are thinking of 50. That is Adam. Adam is 50. But Nebios is the real man and he's still there looking at the mother's face. He hasn't even been able to say father yet. So you are not yet 50. Mm-hmm. In God's calendar, you are not. Not to talk of coming to the place of techno, where you can begin to walk around and talk. You know? And begin to call father and do one or two things. Ah! Then when it comes to the real things here, that there's a declaration of who the Son of God is, who dwells on your inside, the world will come and say, who is this? Look at the book of Song of Solomon. There's something they said, and people say, who is that coming out of the wilderness? Their heart broke. They were so afraid, they were, they were in trouble. Say, what shall we do? We've heard about them. And yet they are coming again. Who is that coming up of the wilderness? That is a species of people that we have never seen before. They are just migrating from the wilderness. And, and, and John has to come out of the wilderness too. When the time for his showing of come, the Bible says there is a time for what? He's showing up. And when he shows up, the whole of Jerusalem came to him in where? In the river for baptism. Without the insult, they were begging to baptize. You son of Bible, sleep people. And they say, whether you call us make or not, we're going to be like that. The day is coming. God is changing the scenario. Those who hate you, we come to love you. Those who don't want to see you, we beg of your favor. In the name of Jesus.